0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks. is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to PricePix.com slash Locked On NBA and use the code Locked On NBA for a first deposit match up to $100.
2: Every
0: day. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., welcoming you to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. Please accept my apology for not being able to get an episode to you yesterday due to the weather, uh, which here in Oklahoma, if you're not listening in Oklahoma, we had a case of severe weather that spread across the state. Uh, At the time it was predicted, we didn't know how bad it was going to be, so I just wanted to spend that time with my family in case it did get bad. So I did not get an episode done yesterday, but we will make it up to you most likely on Friday by doing an episode that we will publish early in the morning and then another one at 11 o'clock. And What's going to make that easier for me is now I am only doing Locked on Thunder for the Locked on Podcast Network with the blessing of one David Locke. David, I want to thank you for that. There are some very exciting reasons for that. We will give you those in the coming days. So just sit tight and we'll let you know what's going on. But enough of that. Let me tell you what's coming up on today's show. We'll discuss whether or not Paul George has a legitimate opportunity or a legitimate opportunity to win the MVP and why if you did vote for Paul George, it's not necessarily a Homer vote. More importantly, why it's not a contrarian vote. If you decided to go down that road, I'll dispute something that Dick Vitale is saying. We'll talk about why Ennis Canner should make us all thankful to live in one of the greatest countries in the world and why we all should feel lucky that we're not him in some respects. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but if you're asking me who I admire the most in the association right now, Ennis Canner is at the top of that list and whoever is second at this point is a very distant second. Plus, we'll talk about what's going on with the Los Angeles Lakers and how a lot of people wanted to see that with the Oklahoma City Thunder when Kevin Durant left, but why we really don't necessarily want that as Thunder fans. My name is Eric G. I host a uh, channel for Maven called basketballmaven.io slash Thunder. It's called Thunder Maven. That's basketballmaven.io slash Thunder. And if you like what you hear, and I really hope you do, then download the Himalaya app to your uh, cell phone or your smartphone. And when you get into your car, please tell it to play the Locked on Thunder podcast, which can be found at Google Podcast as well as Apple Podcast. There was no surprise on Friday when the MVP finalists were announced, James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Paul George. And what Oklahoma City Thunder fans want to know, but probably already know the answer to, is does Paul George have a legitimate opportunity to win the Most Valuable Player award? And the short answer to that is no. Paul George does not have an opportunity. To win the the award. Well, he's not going to. I guess you've always got an opportunity when you're the finalist, or you're one of the three finalists, but we know that he's not going to win it. And if you just look at the numbers, the things that are working against Paul George is he's sandwiched in the middle between Giannis and James Harden. Um, Harden averaging 36 points, and and Kupo 28, George 28. Um, so I guess really Giannis and George the same. Giannis 27.7 if you want to be exact. Um, Paul George averages less rebounds than Antetokounmpo, but more than James Harden. Assists per game, Paul averages less than both. Then you've got field goal percentage, which uh, Giannis wins by a mile. And then three-pointers, that's the only category Paul George wins. Plus, the Thunder took a nosedive after the All-Star break, and that's also working against Paul George. But is it? Okay, because you have to remember after the All-Star break, that's when we found out that Paul George was hurt. And it wasn't just one shoulder, it was two shoulders that Paul George was either re-injuring or continuing to injure throughout the rest of the season. And that's something that may actually help Paul George in the voters' eyes. It's not going to be enough for him to win the MVP, but if you put Paul George number one on your ballot, and let's just say, for example, you're Royce Young, and I don't even know if Royce has a vote or not. I'm assuming that he does. It's not a homer pick. Yes, he does cover the Oklahoma City Thunder. But considering the fact that we don't know how long Paul George was banged up, we don't know how long he was dealing with these shoulder ailments, and it could have been way before we really noticed it affecting Paul George's play, then that's something that the voters love. Because the things they really love are guys that play hurt, and Paul George definitely did that this year, feats, which Russell Westbrook accomplished the year that 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 he won with the triple-double, first of three seasons of averaging a triple-double, plus they love the fact that Russell Westbrook's Russell Westbrook's um roster was de- was diminished because of Kevin Durant leaving and essentially Russell putting the thunder on his back. That's what Russell had going for him the year that he won the MVP. Well, what James Harden has going for him this year is the fact that he had 32 consecutive games of 30-plus points. That is going to weigh heavily with the voters, and Giannis getting his team to first place when they weren't predicted to be in first place, and having his team on the cusp of going to the finals, which, yes, I know the votes are already in by now. But all these things start to add up, and unfortunately for Paul George, it's not going to be enough for him to win the MVP. But if you did vote for him, because of the injuries, and because we saw, the the thing that we saw so much with Paul George, when you use that term, valuable. The term is valuable. It's not best, it's valuable. And I really think James Harden and Giannis were the best players this year, but PG was the most valuable to his team because without Paul George, that's when we saw the Thunder struggle. That's when we saw... A lack of guys that could step up and fill the role that Paul George had. There was there, there was a huge void there, offensively and defensively. And Russell Westbrook himself wasn't enough to cover it. Russell Westbrook with Dennis Schroeder wasn't enough to cover it. You didn't have anybody on this team that could shoot three-pointers. And if you wanted to say, hey, look, in watching the Thunder, in watching the Rockets, in watching the Bucks, and you wanted to make the argument... That the Rockets had a better roster than the Thunder. That the Bucks definitely had a better roster than the Thunder. And with those guys out, they could mask those deficiencies a little bit better. And you wanted to vote Paul George number one, you shouldn't be killed for it. Because it's not a contrarian vote. There is a legitimate argument there to be made. And you're not just a salmon swimming up water trying to prove a point, trying to be the loudest voice um, in a room full of loud voices that, that are just screaming about Harden and Giannis, you could actually make that argument, and I don't think anyone should laugh at you because of it. And Paul George's injuries, that, that's been another question that has come up. Are Paul George's injuries, were they the biggest problem for the Thunder this year? And the answer to that question is, yes, they were. They were the biggest problem for the Thunder this year, and what it did is it made Sam Presti look the absolute worst he has ever looked as general manager of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And if we're being 100% completely honest, Presti did not do a good job of putting this roster together beyond the starting five. After the starting five this year, Sam Presti didn't have enough to go out and get shooting help in a league where three-point shooting is so important. And when Paul George got hurt, There wasn't anybody there to pick up that slack. Defensively, we can look. And I said defensively, there was nobody there really to pick up George because of how he affects the game with deflections and steals, etc. But at least you had a guy like Terrence Ferguson who was coming on defensively this year. Not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but was getting better throughout the year. Um, Russ could stand to play defense a little bit better. Schroeder at times, I thought, played defense well. You had a guy like Jeremy Grant, but what you really needed was somebody who could shoot, or a couple of somebody who could shoot and keep the Thunder in games when they were playing teams that were so deadly from beyond the arc. This just further submits to me that Sam Presti this year, I don't think he necessarily rested on his laurels. In hindsight's 2020, when we start talking about whether or not he should have believed, oh, um, Alex Abrines was going to be what he was going to be this year. Okay, hindsight's twenty. You can twenty twenty, and you can't you can't plan for somebody having what I think is mental health issues as to why a guy like Alex Sabrinas didn't work out. But you should have been able to look at your roster with Patrick Patterson, um, seeing him decline last year. You should have been able to look at your roster and even with Dennis Schroeder and he had a better three-point shooting year the year before he came to Oklahoma City and say, this just isn't going to be enough. We don't have enough to do it. And throughout the season when – You realized it wasn't going to be enough. You should have been trying to put all these pieces together, and Sam Presti flat out didn't do it. Um, Real quick, I do want to disagree with Billy, or not Billy Donovan, but Dickie V about Billy Donovan. Uh, Dickie V a few days ago said that all the rumors of Billy Donovan going to Michigan are just talk, that he's very happy with Oklahoma City. And yes, the rumors in fact may be talk, but I'm not buying that Billy Donovan is necessarily happy here in Oklahoma City. I don't know how he could be. Um, I One, you haven't been given a roster aside from your first roster here that has had a legitimate shot to win a championship. Uh, you're dealing with Russell Westbrook. Um, you're often criticized, but most importantly, you haven't got an extension from Oklahoma City, so you don't know that you're their man beyond one year. So when Dick Vitale says that Billy Donovan is happy in Oklahoma City, I'm not saying that Dickie V is necessarily lying about that. I think Dickie V probably has pretty good information, and it was put out based on information that he was given, but I don't necessarily would not believe today if Billy Donovan told me he was happy with being in Oklahoma City, I today would not believe that because I don't know how you could be if you don't have an extension and you don't feel like the organization is 100% buying into you, and that's where I feel The relationship between Billy Donovan and the Oklahoma City Thunder are at this very moment. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, why we should all revere Ennis Canner and why he should make us thankful every day that we live in one of, if not the greatest country in the world. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. If you like the Locked on Thunder podcast, and I really hope you do since you are listening to it, then please download the Himalaya app to your phone. And once you do so, when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. We try and get you in and out at about 22 minutes, maybe a little bit more, give or take. Uh, But you can download the Himalaya app to your phone. The Himalaya app's really cool. It will curate playlists for you based on what you like. And if you've got a longer drive to work than 27 minutes, you can have all sorts of podcasts to listen to. It's the Himalaya app. Download it to your phone. And when you get into your car, please tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama.
0: Thank you again for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Eric G., now the host of only the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I can't tell you how excited and happy I am about that because um, I've been very passionate about this show ever since I started doing it a year ago, and I always want to do you a good job. And now, uh, with more time to devote to this podcast, I should be able to do it. Plus, there are some other things coming along that I cannot wait to tell you about, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tease that and tell you that that's coming up here in a couple of days. What I'm not gonna wait to tell you about is that Ennis Canner makes me thankful to be an American citizen. Ennis Canner is by far and away the athlete that I admire the most right now, hands down, bar none. I don't even know who the I don't even know who a distant second is. Uh, But let's start with what Ennis Canner deals with on a day-by-day basis. And I don't know if you've read the ESPN article. We've put it on Thunder Maven again, basketballmaven.io slash thunder. But Ennis Canner has a device attached to his bed. Essentially, it's a panic button where if any time he feels threatened, he can hit that button and that gets him directly to the FBI so they can show up at his house and fend off anybody that might be there to do him harm. Which, you might be saying to yourself, wow, I wish I had that. I wish I knew I had a direct line to the to the FBI, and, and they would come save me from somebody that's going to attack. Okay, I get that. But think about this. For the most part, most of us every day can go about our lives and not worry about whether or not somebody has marked us for death. Most of us can go about our lives every day and not worry about whether or not we are going to be arrested simply because we happen to disagree with the leadership of this country, which I do all the time. Several presidents, doesn't matter which party. I've known people that have been on both sides, Republican and Democrat, who disagree with both presidents. And as far as I know, none of them have ended up on an FBI watch list. None of them have ended up in a room where they're being constantly questioned. And none of them have been cut off from their family, and have zero access to them, and have their families being forced to say positive things about the government, and then denounce their own blood. That is just when you think about everything Innis Canner goes through on a day-to-day basis. Now, granted, let's not make Innis Canner out to be the saint of professional athletes because Ennis Canner did complain about his role with the New York Knicks and that ultimately led to him getting traded to the Portland Trailblazers by the New York Knicks. So I'm not going to sit here and say, well, next time I hear an athlete bitch about playing time, I'm going to say, you go listen to what Ennis Canner has to go through. Nah, because Canner has delved into those conversations as well and got himself into a much better place than New York. So, in a sense, he's still spoiled like every other athlete. However, what impresses me the most about Ennis Canner is that he believes so much in his cause. That he went so far in this article to say that when the fighting starts, he is going to leave the court. Now, in America, we have had that in the past as well. Pat Tillman is the most recent example of that, or at least the best most recent example. And if you just go back to World War II... There were several athletes, especially baseball players, who in the who in the middle of their season or during their season, Ted Williams, in his prime, fought for his country instead of playing baseball and gave up a lot of really good years where, I mean, the guy still got into the Hall of Fame, but who knows what Ted Williams' numbers could have been had he not gone to fight in the war, had Joe DiMaggio not gone to fight in the war, Um, Hank Greenberg, so forth and so on, etc. Read the book, 56. It's fascinating. There's a lot of talk about guys being extremely patriotic and feeling like it was their duty to go fight for America versus play a game at that point. That's where Ennis Canner is. And, And I'm not saying that other athletes wouldn't give up that right. I'm just saying that most of them Probably wouldn't give up that right to earn millions of dollars and they would stay here and entertain you, which is valuable, but Canner's willing to give it up to go fight for his country. The other thing that impresses me about Canner that really stuck with me is that he's so devoted to his religion with Ramadan and having to play when he was in the playoffs, which is get up at three o'clock in the morning, eat. And then from sun up to sundown, he couldn't eat again. And then like eight thirty, he had to cram as much food as he could um, in, in, into his body just so he could be healthy during these games. And when I think about all that, and I think about where we are in this country, and I don't want to get off on like some political rant here, so don't. But I, so I'm going to go there a little bit, but not too much. But I will say this much: I disagree with a lot of my friends politically. But we have civil discourse about it, and I know that sometimes civil discourse goes out the window in this country. I do think one of the darkest periods in America is where the Dixie Chicks got essentially their career ripped out of their, um, ripped away from them because of what they said about the president. Because that's what I thought we were supposed to do, and I frankly disagreed with what they said at that time. But I didn't hold it against them. I just, I've always felt that athletes should be more than the game more than the money, more than more than, more than just a, a poster on a wall, that they should stand for something because that voice is there and that they should use it, which is one of the reasons why I love Carmelo Anthony. And now you've got Ennis Canner doing it. And, and I can't imagine that on a day-to-day basis, going through what he goes through with death threats on social media, um, with people knowing where every move he's made, not being able to travel. And play with his team when they go outside the country because essentially he's been red flagged by Interpol. It is an amazing life, and the dude has stayed strong. And I really hope this gets resolved at some at some point. But to deal with all that and still go out and play basketball, to me, that's to be admired because I don't. I know in my life there is no way I would leave my house if I thought my life was completely threatened on a daily basis. Uh, which defeats the purpose of a free society. But I would imagine you might be just like me, where it's like, hey, man, I think somebody could kill me at any time. I'm not going out. But then again, you may think that anyway, <laughs> that it could happen, just because, um, hey, it's a free society, and who knows what could happen. But Ennis Caner certainly is a guy that I think deserves to be admired for uh, what he's doing right now and what he's standing for. And he's a former Thunder, but um, that. Right now, my favorite athlete. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next. We'll close it out. And why we why we ought to be glad we didn't get what we what we thought we were gonna get from KD when he left Oklahoma City. I'll explain that next. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast, and if you like what you're listening, please download the Himalaya app to your phone and tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder Podcast when you get into your car. It's the Locked on Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day, available on Apple iTunes, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league,
0: Finishing things up here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, which I'm sure over the last few 48 hours, 24 hours or whatever it is, you've seen Magic Johnson go off on Rob Polinka, and we all know about the drama and the state of the Lakers. When Kevin Durant left the Oklahoma City Thunder, I worked with people who wanted Kevin Durant to do exactly what Magic Johnson is doing right now and destroy the Oklahoma City Thunder on their way out because essentially what they wanted is Kevin Durant's leaving to be 100% pinned on Sam Presti, his mismanagement of the organization, and they essentially wanted Sam Presti fired because ultimately, in their opinion, it was Sam Presti's fault that Kevin Durant did not stay. And And if a free agent like that, like Kevin Durant, leaves then he can't just have his own opinion about the organization or really about the team that he's going to play for. It must be somebody's fault. The reason you are leaving, it's somebody's fault. We all wanted that tell-all. And we've gotten bits and pieces of it from Kevin Durant since he has left. Well, okay, mainly through burner accounts on social media. We've gotten some of it, but we haven't gotten the whole story. And while it all sounds good to have that purging and that That cleansing of an organization so things can eventually blow up, get reset, and get right, think about where the Oklahoma City Thunder are right now. Even with Kevin Durant leaving, they have been able to make the the playoffs three years in a row. Now, they've been bounced in the first round three years in a row, and we all know had Kevin Durant stayed, that probably wouldn't have been the case, but had KD stayed, there's probably a very good chance that Russell Westbrook would have left, but you know that, and I'm sort of stating the obvious there actually I am stating the obvious there but what we do not want as fans at least I don't want as a fan is a total blow up a meltdown of an organization where unlike the Los Angeles Lakers who have infinite amounts of money to spend and can go over the luxury tax and get into the repeater tax as much as they want we don't have that luxury here in Oklahoma City What we have to hope for, the best chance of success here in Oklahoma City, and yes, I am fully a believer that sometimes you got to get outside opinion in order to make sure what you're doing is correct, and I'm always open to very new ideas. What we need is consistency. We need continuity. We need the roster, one, to be good, but not have a ton of turnover, even that's what we want right now, but most importantly, you don't need your front office to have a whole lot of turnover. You need somebody there to be the stabilizing force to smooth out all the rough edges. And even if we want to hear the Thunder's dirty laundry from Sam Presti, from Clay Bennett, from ex-players, etc., the fact that it doesn't get out, that says to me that, one, generally that this organization is pretty well run. And most of the people that you've had come into this organization, Sans, Kevin Durant, and maybe... Um, a guy like Anthony Morrow, have pretty much liked playing here. Reggie Jackson, throw him into that list. They've liked playing in Oklahoma City. They thought the organization treated them well. They thought they treated their players well. They do a great job of protecting them from the media. And as long as you have that, and Sam Presti is that stabilizing force to go to Clay Bennett and smooth things out if Clay Bennett ever gets upset, then you're not going to have the drama that's going on around the Lakers and you're not going to have people questioning whether or not the Thunder can ever get back to where they were. Look, the Thunder have to operate a certain way. They're not always going to attract free agents. They're probably never going to attract big time free agents. They're going to have to trade for them the way that they did Paul George. You're going to have to get guys in here and continue to recruit them. But as long as they can continue to win, as long as they can continue to be relevant, that's pretty much all we can ask for as fans, even though I am one of those that would love to see a Nash, uh, an NBA championship banner hanging from the rafters and sometime soon. So I will take it. Look, I will take the heartaches, the downfalls, the getting knocked out in the first round. As long as I know that the Thunder are going to be good, and I'm never going to have to worry about Billy Donovan stepping outside the organization, criticizing Sam Presti or vice versa or anyone else, then I'll take that. As a fan, that's the organization I want because the last thing I want to be is the Cleveland Browns. Well, okay, except maybe now. They seem like they're going in the right direction. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up in the uh, next episode, we'll discuss Kevin Durant's legacy as an NBA player. What does it say now that Golden State has gone to... Five. Five straight NBA Finals. Something Jordan's Bulls didn't do. Something Magic's Lakers didn't do. Something Kobe's Lakers didn't do. And they did it without the aid of Kevin Durant. And they may not have him for the Finals. And they may still win. So what does this all say about his legacy? And what if he had stayed in Oklahoma City? What ultimately would have been the end result? We'll talk about that Tomorrow on the show, and until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder up.
2: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.